Welcome to Mind of a Football Coach podcast. This will be episode number 27. Today we're going to talk about grit and overcoming adversity. I think it's a it's a topic that most of us uh, know something about or think that we have some proficiency in. Uh, you know, it's it's something that we all experience. That we all experience hard times. We all experience good times. Good times. We all experience things that are tough to overcome but you know today I just want to get into some like some scientific thought about this uh, look at some people who are really really smart and who have some some wise words what I'll be referencing today is actually a book called pound the stone I'm actually holding it paper yeah buddy because that's the way to go I you know I, I know some people use like e-readers and things of that nature ebooks or pdfs and uh, there's obviously a place for PDFs. Uh, <laughs> like to like the playbook I have up right now. That's uh, one of the things I'm studying. But when you look at uh, like books that I want to study and want to underline, right? I like I like the paper aspect of it. And then I'm use, actually using this cool pen. Um, kind of a I don't have ads because I'm not that big of a podcast, but it's called a Frickson Frickson Ball. F-R-I-X-I-O-N ball. It's made by Pilot. It's actually an erasable pen, and it's really neat. And, uh, you know, because you mess up, you write with a pen, you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I want to make a change, but you realize you can't. So um, with this one, you can. And I don't like writing in pencil. Pencil's not my thing. That's kind of weird. I know, uh, you know, I know Bill Belichick has a pencil in his ear, uh, Matt Patricia, but that's just not not what I do. So, um, really, really cool uh, tool to use. So, friction, F-R-I-X-I-O-N. Is, is it friction or friction? I don't know. And um, it's really, really neat. So, I'm looking today uh, at, we're going to talk about Pound the Stone by Josh Medcalf. The subtitle is Seven, Le- Seven Lessons to Develop Grit on the Path to Mastery. And I talked about his Chopwood Carried Water book in my let me scroll down here my computer on episode 23 do the little do the little things um that was a really short 10 minute podcast this one to be a little bit longer uh my goal and I, I said this on twitter a little while ago is to do 50 episodes uh, at least by the time football season comes um you know i want to be a, a serious podcaster I actually have a, a microphone now with like a pop screen hopefully you can tell in the difference of the quality of the sound uh, of this podcast so I want it to be professional I want it to be well done I want it to be authentic you know I'm not I don't have like editing tools that I use I'm not getting into that world yet um, but maybe one day I will I don't know uh, this is a hobby of mine and I feel like I you know I've had some good good listening numbers and um, you know hopefully people gain something from this uh, my last couple episodes just want to give a plug to these Excuse me, episodes 24, 25, and 26. Uh, 24 is Chris Napier. That's the officer coordinator here at Nitro High School. Uh, episode 25 is Storm Davis. That's my dad, uh, pro baseball player. <clears throat> he um, actually coached me in high school. He coached offensive line at Trinity Christian Academy, which is where I graduated from. And we were wing T, so I have that in my background as a football coach. Um, so, you know, one of these days... Uh, I'll convince Nap to to go wing tee. Yeah, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but I do have that in my background. 
And then episode 26 is my brother, that is Caleb Davis, uh, very, very good football coach, very good. Uh, he's also a very good player in high school, had some injuries that kept him from uh, playing as much as he wanted to. Uh, but uh, just a really excellent football coach. Um, you know, he's somebody I draw a lot of wisdom from, uh, text, talk with him uh, a good amount. And that's another one that uh, I think will will help anybody looking for things to do as far as scheme-wise, philosophy, uh, things of that nature. So without further ado, uh, let's talk about grit today. So, you know, when I'm thinking about grit, I'm thinking about um, like, a, like not necessarily a definition. I'm not like a definition um, guy or guy like memorizes things. Uh, but I think about grit. I think about pushing through hard things, which gets into our our mantra at Nitro, which is teamwork and toughness. And we're going to do hard things together uh, so we can win the day, right? And then, you know, what's our philosophy behind why do I do hard things? You know, why would I do something that's hard? That's E plus R equals O. Event plus response equals outcome. I just, I know that it may be difficult, but my response is all I can't control. And actually yesterday I passed out a bunch of E plus R equals O bracelets uh, to our team and you can actually order those at focus3.com. Tim and Brian Kite do an excellent job uh, with their company. With their, they actually have a podcast that's really good too. Um, you know, and I think that's that's just excellent. <clears throat> so, so grit. Um, you know, it also comes down to like your habits, right? So, what are you doing on a daily basis? And another guy that I think is great to listen to uh, to research is a guy named James Clear. I was actually listening to. Uh, rituals podcast they did with James Clear this morning on my on my run, uh, which I need to do more of. I need to run more in the morning because I feel like I have a much clearer mind uh, through the day. So <laughs> I need to show more grit. I'm just not a huge cold weather person. I know I live in West Virginia. I grew up in Florida, so it's hard for me to get up sometimes in the morning when it's really cold. Um, this morning, fortunately, it was above freezing, so I got out and got a little run in, and that was nice. Um, you know, but not. Don't do it every day. You need to do it more. Um, I need to show more grit, right? I need to be somebody that pushes through and does things that are that are very, very uh, difficult to to me, you know, um, because everybody has their own challenges, right? Some people love cold weather. Some people love, um, you know, working on cars. People love working on uh, carpentry projects. Some people love doing podcasts. Some people love writing. Some people love coaching love teaching and then some for others it's really hard to do certain certain things like I'm not super handy I'm trying to learn to be more handy as as I go through go through life um, but sometimes it can be be really really hard um, so the I was looking up the the dictionary definition of grit to give us like a, a place to start even though I I probably won't even remember this after I say it but it's something I want to give us a starting place with and it says uh, grit, courage, and resolve, strength of character. Um, so you have courage, you have resolve, uh, will not quit, will keep pushing forward. Uh, there's actually a book by Angela Duckworth called Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. I have not read that yet. I, I need to definitely put that on my, my list to read because I've actually heard people reference that and it's really, really good. So uh, the book I want to reference right now, though, is Pound the Stone by Josh Medcalf. Um, and you know, I, I think that when we talk about grit, that it's important we understand 
that we all own our individual challenges in life. Um, because, and I'm reading here from the book, that uh, he says in, uh, on page 132, that comparison isn't just the thief of your joy, it can be the thief of your life itself. Um, we all have challenges, and we all have things that are difficult for us, and we have things that come easily. And what can really steal joy and make, make me not want to push through hard things is when I compare myself to others, when I look at somebody else and they are having an easy time doing something that I'm really struggling with. Um, I know for me, like watching the HD TV channel, uh, and I see people doing all this stuff at their house, and it looks really easy. <laughs> I'm looking at my house, and I'm like, I have a hard time changing the sink, or do, you know, or uh, or we're re- re- doing our bathroom right now. I, I have no idea how to do that. We're you know we have somebody we're, we're hiring to do that, but you know you look at these shows and you you think, oh, it's just it looks so easy, but then you don't realize that they have like thousands of hours of experience and a huge budget, and they have all these people working for them, and that's why it looks so easy. And it's a TV show, so they want. You know, they have to condense it into an hour when really that took like a month. <laughs> and, um, you know, that, that takes the joy out of it. And it, it makes, for me, right, and it makes me feel like I don't have the skill level necessary. And then maybe I'll lose my grit, right? I just, I, I quit because I think it's, it's too hard. And we have to remember that we can't compare ourselves to other people, um, that we are we are ourselves, right? That we we are individuals, that we have our own strengths and weaknesses, and I think it's important that obviously we work on our weaknesses, but I think it's far more important that we play to our strengths, um, because that at the end of the day is what's going to carry us through, because that's what we have confidence in, and we want to always play the things we have confidence in. Now, obviously, we need to work on if we're struggling with, I don't know, if you're like your businessman out there, like your sales, I'm struggling with this part. I need to master this part, be able to sell more X, Y, or Z. Um, you have to work on the, the small details, but then use your character traits that are strong to help you with your your weaknesses. Um, I know for me as a football coach, and this is the example I have because this is what I do. Um, you know, I was an offensive lineman uh, my whole career. I I played like I think two snaps of defense like in a scrimmage <laughs> when I was a senior I didn't play any more defense we just our, our program that the programs I was at just you played one side of the ball pretty much and that's the way it went but um, you know when I when I got done playing and I wanted to get into coaching the thing I struggled with the most trying to understand the whole game of football was a defensive secondary I mean I, I would we'd go to Glacier clinics and uh, when I was an offensive line coach uh, there for a the first couple of years of my coaching career and I would always find time to sneak into a defensive back room because I wanted to understand what is going on back there because I as a player I never understood that or really wanted to understand that because I just wanted to know how to block inside zone and power and counter and then pass pro so um that was something that was kind of scary to me right it was a little bit of it was a weakness right but my strength was I was a student of the game I want. I was hungry to know everything I could um, find out about that football, just in general. So, you know, fast forward about eight years later, 
I'm a head coach. I coach the DBs, right? And I call the defense. So, um, you know, the weakness was I didn't know something, but I overcame it because my strength was I'm always hungry to learn. I'm, I'm reading, I'm writing, I'm talking to people, um, I'm driving to talk to other coaches, we're on the phone texting, uh, we're sending stuff over email. So that's an example where just in my world of football, my strength of a hunger for knowledge overcame a technical weakness that I had. And I could say that I really didn't compare myself to anybody else. I didn't know any better. I, I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be an offensive line coach my whole career. Um, I'm going to be an offensive coordinator. That was my goal. Right. And little did I know that I became a defensive coordinator and I never actually uh, was an offensive coordinator before I became a, a head coach. So it's really interesting how uh, those things play out. So, and you know, as I I progress in this profession, um, it's important to always be willing to admit that you don't know what you don't know. Um, that there is a an aspect of like Josh Medcalf says, authentic vulnerability, which this talks about. And I'll, I'll quote. I'll quote this from his book. It says, because they know that the world always connects more with your grit than with your shine. They might show up for the shine, but they will stay because of your grit. Um, that as you're, you're going through things that are difficult, you're trying to do a big project, right? You're trying to do things that are, that are maybe new in your, your arena, your profession, that it's always okay to admit, I don't know. And that's something I'll tell people, uh, I wouldn't say all the time because that means I'm not studying. I'm not trying to understand what's going on, right? But if I don't know something, I'll, I'll say I don't know. And But I want to go find that answer. And I think that gives you cre- credibility with people um, because, like, like it says, I'm quoting again from the book, if you look too perfect, then people have a hard time identifying with you. They identify with what's real. To me, it's about showing people your scars, your wounds, being authentically vulnerable about the real journey not just showing the highlight reel of your day, summer, or life. Um, you know, because we live in a social media era, right? We live in an era where people just put online what are the best parts of their day, what looks the best, what is the best, um, just the good good things of their life. And those are like small nuggets, right? It's like a, maybe you read the tweet in five seconds, and we think that person's life's awesome, it's easy, they got it made. When really, uh, we don't see all the struggle that they went through uh, to get there. Um, and the last last quote here I'll read. This is by a guy named Judah Smith. He's a pastor, I believe, in the Washington State area. Probably, I think it's Seattle's where he is. And it says, "We all love being around people who are comfortable in their own skin. People who are so big on the inside that they make everyone else feel big around them. People who are small on the inside try and make other people around them feel small." So, you know, as, as we talk about, as we kind of wrap up here in the next couple minutes about, about grit, somebody who has grit, somebody who um, displays courage and resolve, has strength of character, uh, they've never, not never, because we all make mistakes, right, but, we, but those kinds of people have grit, if we have grit, that we're not going to try to make others feel small, that we're going to help them develop their grit so they can become the best they can be. Uh, those of y'all who have listened to the podcast know that 
I have chosen uh, as a head coach uh, to be head coaches at places that have struggled in the recent years. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I was always somebody, even growing up, that um, loved the underdog, that loved teams that were underdogs in games or programs that were underdogs. Um, you know, I, I went to East Carolina at a, at a high school. Uh, they've been really not very good. And I signed there because I wanted to make it better. You know, Coach Steph recruited me, um, got fired. So, I, you know, some things happened. I transferred to Liberty. And Liberty was coming off a 1-10 season. And uh, my sophomore year, we were 6-5. and five. Junior, junior year, we were 8 and I think we were eight and three, and then senior season, we were ten and two, um, and you know, really interesting um, for me as a player <clears throat> to see that progression of a program, and um, for me at Liberty specifically because I played a lot more than I did at East Carolina, um, to see the progression from the six and five years to the ten and two year. Um, a lot of the same guys. We were pretty young in uh, my sophomore year there. And then that senior class, as we developed and matured, to watch the progression into a team that cared far more about the we than the me. Uh, in my sophomore year as a player, I was a very selfish, selfish person. And um, just had a <clears throat> like a moment of realization. Um, like when, you, when you've seen, you can't unsee. Uh, I saw what kind of teammate I was being. And... Uh, that was not a good thing. Um, and my junior year, I changed that um, because I knew that you know I'm gonna I'm only gonna play for the next for the next couple of years, but I want to leave this better than I found it, and uh, had a profound impact on me. And I started working harder in the weight room, on the practice field. Um, became a guy that even during the summer, you know, sometimes. You know, Division One AA level back then, or FCS as they call it now, uh, not everybody showed up to summer workouts. People had to work. Um, couldn't necessarily pay you um, like a scholarship stipend to stay during the summer, like when you took classes. Or they could pay you <clears throat> like with the, with the stipend because of the class you were taking. It wasn't a lot of money, so some guys had to work or go home. And a lot of guys at the FCS level aren't on full – not a lot, but a good amount aren't on full scholarship. So – but I made it a point to always uh, be every summer to be every summer workout to uh, work my my tail off and to try to be the best example I could be. And um, you know that that grit developed in me. And I really couldn't tell you when that was. Um, it was like a culmination of habits. Though I started working a little harder in the weight room, pushing myself. Um, really trying to be a good example and then like the over the accumulation of time those small little changes over the course of really the middle of my sophomore year through my senior year of college um, really changed the player I was and the kind of teammate I was and I, there wasn't an epiphany moment there but um, you know it just it happened like almost like in a blink of an eye, but you don't you don't remember like the specific moment. And that's usually how it works when you have life change, have like life's altering or habit altering um, moments in your life. It just oh, it just clicks, and once you've seen, you can't unsee. Um, so I hope that was helpful. Uh, I hope that uh, as a listener, 
if you're going through something that's difficult that uh, some of those quotes I read, some of the stories I've told that it will help you uh, to develop grit in your life um, because grit gives us like uh, that, that rough edge, right? Because we've been through some things, we're not super smooth and um, we, can, we can actually hold on to things, we can grip on to things because we have the experience of being sanded down a little bit and we can then tackle obstacles that we once thought were impossible.